Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. He writes for The Oregonian. You can read his work online at OregonLive.com. Also does radio. He is John Canzano with us here on The Big Show. John, thank you very much for a few minutes. How are you doing? Good. I love being on The Big Show. This is awesome. Hey, we really appreciate it, especially hey. because. Oh, sorry, Gordon. Excuse Jake, me. You, yes. you undersold that a little bit. Did I? John do, yeah, John, <laughs> Did John I? doesn't. John doesn't just write. He writes really, really well. He's, One of the best in the country. Well, I'll tell you what. You've you've been a voice following all this uh, for me, John. I, I'll echo Gordon there uh, throughout the. Well, really, uh, your coverage of the Pac-12, but especially recently, has been terrific. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I think there's a lot of interest in it. I know certainly in your uh, your listening audience that I hear from a lot of fans in that area that are frustrated with the conference, and uh, I'm glad that people still care about the conference. I mean, it's I think it, it can be a great conference again one day. I really like John your uh, your column today where you listed five different things that should be talked about when the school presidents in the Pac-12 meet, but that won't be discussed. Tell our listeners a little bit about that list. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they're going to talk, obviously, the, the point of the meeting today was to talk about the fall season, but there's, there's some bigger underlying issues that we can all see that they should be talking about and they should have talked about over the, over the whole summer. Um, first and foremost is the timeline for the commissioner. Larry Scott's tenure winds down. His contract expires in the summer of 2022. Those media rights contracts are up in 2024. Uh, he's lost the confidence of the fan base, and, and you can tell in recent months that the presidents and chancellors are no longer trusting him to be out front by himself. Even when they made the decisions to postpone or the, any, any decision they make, he's out there with, with sort of a, a chorus of people around him. So I wouldn't be shocked to see Larry Scott out early in 2021, maybe by the spring of 2021. They have to make a change there. Certainly the presidents and chancellors are focused on the pandemic, but that is a big issue. The second one is this unhealthy obsession with the Big Ten. They should talk about it. Like I, I wrote literally like, you know, uh, the Pac-12 is a follower. And, you know, the Big Ten announced they were going to punt the football season. The Pac-12 followed. The Big Ten said we're coming back. Here comes the Pac-12 back. We should all just be glad that the Big Ten doesn't get a tattoo of Ed Sheeran on its bicep because you'd be walking around with you Utah and Colorado have Ed Sheeran on their bicep. It's no good. Third thing is the Pac-12 network. The distribution's embarrassing. That has to be talked about. They sold out their fan base. They sold it out for small distribution and less money than their peers. That should be talked about. Fourth thing is glaring. San Francisco headquarters, they're paying $8 million a year in rent. The Big Ten is the next closest. They're at $900,000 in rent. The SEC paid $300,000. This is uh, a big cost. Everybody in the Pac-12 hurts because of it. Doesn't need to be in downtown San Francisco. Should be moved to Vegas or Phoenix or Salt Lake or Portland or Seattle or the suburbs of Los Angeles or even outlying Bay Area would be better. And then the fifth thing is the brand. Brand's broken. We all know it. We talk about it on a daily basis. They have hired consulting firms. They spent piles of money. They're focused on all the wrong things. They're focused on messaging. Instead of being focused on those 12 campuses and connecting with students and alumni and bringing fans back to the conference, those are five things they need to talk about, but they won't.
John Canzano is with us talking about the Pac-12 here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to focus a little bit on one of those points uh, that you made uh, about following the Big Ten. And I enjoyed your column yesterday talking about Larry Scott made this this grand announcement. I mean, Gordon and I talked about it for four consecutive hours two weeks ago or whatever it was and then basically did nothing. And then the Big Ten finally moves and, and Larry is behind, as you point out. And I, uh, I have some theories as to why, but what what – What's your theory as to why they're they're so bent on following them? Yeah, I think the academics who are in charge of the Pac-12 universities respect those Big Ten presidents and chancellors so much. They're all academics. They're not diehard football fans. I think the biggest uh, voice in the room that they probably listened to this week is Northwestern's president. They're, you know, they're seen as a top ten academic university, and Northwestern's president, which had been against coming back and returning to play, said, hey, we've got rapid results testing. My mind has changed. If it's safe to play, then we should play. I think that really resonates with the Pac-12 presidents and chancellors. I think uh, they pay attention to football, but I don't think they're unhinged, and I don't think they're hanging out at tailgates. And so I think the, they, they've followed the Big Ten for some time because of that. John, what happened to football in this conference? Because, I mean, it seems to me like the Pac-10 or Pac-8, whatever, they used to play really good football back in the day. Why Why is the Pac-12 lagging behind? Is it all Larry Scott's fault or is it the president's fault? Is it the bad hires? What is it? I think it's a combination of things, but I, I think the, the biggest factor would be money. It takes money to compete. And when you look at the television deals, the media rights deals that the Big Ten and the SEC cut, those universities, uh, let's say, for example, Vanderbilt and the SEC, gets $10 million a year last year, more than Utah or Oregon or Oregon State or UCLA. $10 million a year in media rights money. Now, we say, okay, it's $10 million. Can you overcome that? Uh, yeah, but can you overcome that when it grows to $20 million next year? And can you overcome it over the last decade where the SEC, average SEC program, had about $90 million more in media rights revenue than the average Pac-12 program? You give Oregon State $90 million, they're going to redo their stadium, they're going to recruit better, they're going to be more competitive. Uh, you give you know USC $90 million more, they'll, they'll do a little more too. I think it, there's no mistake that the, the universities that have risen to the top in the Pac-12 are symptomatic of what's going on. It's Utah, it's Washington, it's Oregon. It's the ones that can raise money and have fan bases that will give and support that sort of offset the media rights deficit. I think it starts with money. John, I want to talk to you a little bit about the uh, about the college football playoff, and I'm sure there are some fans sensitive to the timing of all this up there because I think the Ducks uh, have a chance to be really, really good. But have is there any way they can get the season in in time to to compete in the college football playoff, or are they already too late? I think it's going to take the playoff having to move back, and I, I don't know that they're going to do that. They, the timeline that the Big Ten laid out puts eight games in eight weeks. The Pac-12 is scrambling to make it happen. If there's any, if there's any hiccup, it's not going to happen. But I think the if you're Oregon, I, you know you're also looking at three players who have opted out of the season. I communicated with Panay Sewell's father this morning. He lives, you know, there in Utah where he coaches high school football, and he. He's disappointed with the Pac-12 because when they made the decision for Panay to opt out and declare for the draft, they did so thinking that the Pac-12 was resolute in its in its uh, decision to to 
to not play or to push the season back. And, you know, rapid results testing came out, and like you guys are talking about, nothing was done. There was no urgency. They could have made this decision two weeks ago. I keep asking myself, what's changed? You know, the Big Ten is what's changed. They're, we're just trying to follow the Big Ten again and scramble and get a team into the playoff. But even if Oregon comes back, I doubt those three players would come back and want to play. Creates a problem. Of course, Oregon has some depth. I think they'll still be good. But I don't think they can be as great as they were going to be. If the Pac-12, John, starts football at the end of October, the first or second week of November, do you think they'll follow the same model that the Big Ten has been talking about, consecutive games with no buys, no room for flexibility, and then they're probably going to lose a game along the way, right? Yeah, I think you're going to see, look around the country. I mean, you've got Arkansas State had a huge victory over Kansas State last week, and this week they were supposed to play and can't because they've got a position group that's decimated. They're going to have to be really disciplined. They're going to have to take advantage of that rubber results testing. I think the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL have shown if you are super careful and you test regularly, you can control this, you can play. I'm with you, though. I don't think the quality of the games is going to be all that great, at least out of the gate. I think we're uh, risking losing losing a game or two, and the dirty secret is, we all know it, this is all about television money. They're trying to get that, that money that is out there and capture those uh, 50 and $60 million deficits that they're facing, and that's what it's really about. A follow-up question on that, John, is there's been a lot of talk about how much time is necessary to prepare. Some people say four weeks, some say five, some say six, some say more. What do you think? Well, I think if you've been in strength and conditioning, then you can get it done in four weeks. You, and Rick Neuheisel, you know, who just went through this with the uh, the AAFL that he was coaching, they got ready in four weeks. Now, the football was a little clumsy at the beginning, but they didn't have injuries. The problem is that the Big Ten Conference schools continued to train. They continued to do strength and conditioning. They kept their students on campus. So I think they're going to hit the ground running here, and it's why they can get going earlier. Oregon, among others in the Pac-12, sent the players home. So they didn't think there was going to be a season. The conference was uh, resolute. And even when rapid results testing came out, the conference didn't say anything. So the coaches didn't think there was an urgency to get players back. They just said, okay, we're sticking with playing in maybe November or December or January for sure. And so you're starting from scratch, and you're hoping that the players have done the conditioning and the strength. Average coach will tell you, yes, you need eight complete weeks, strength and conditioning, then four weeks of practice. Um, I think they're going to try to fast track, obviously, uh, with the uh, decisions that they're they're, uh, making now. But um, ultimately, uh, if they really care about the safety of the students, they wouldn't be scrambling to get this done. I think there's some big questions about the soft tissue injuries we saw in the first week of the NFL and how much that has to do with the NFL not having training camp. John Canzano is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, John, last thing from me, and, and sorry to circle around back to, to Larry Scott and his current job status, but uh, with all the changeover in, in presidents and chancellors across the league over the last 10 years or so, where is his support coming from? Who are the voices in the room that, that still support Larry Scott? Yeah, he's lost a ton of support. The, right now, the support that he has comes from Arizona State and UCLA. Those are the lone holdovers that were there when they hired him. The new presidents, I think, uh, have a better vision of what he is. They have a bigger understanding of the revenue in college athletics. And I give the old guard presidents a little bit of a pass because so much of this changed in the last decade, and it became about media rights. They really didn't understand it. And when the presidents 10 years ago were told, hey, you're going to get $20 million a year in your 
your media rights deal, they went great. Like, that's awesome. The, the sports program's no longer going to be subsidized by the student body. This is amazing. They weren't looking over at the SEC and going, wait a minute, they're getting $30 million? They weren't doing any of that. So I think the New Guard presidents have a better understanding. I've seen them more frequently at stadiums. I've talked with them more frequently. I know Oregon's Michael Schill is, he, he, he'll tell you he's not a sports fan, but he's scrambled to understand it. I appreciate that. And I think F. King Alexander, who's at Oregon State now, he came from LSU. He gets it. So I don't think Larry's got the support to get an extension. I think it's evident when they trot him out. Pay attention. If you're a listener, pay attention to when they do those Zoom videos or conference calls or, or you know news conferences. Remember back in the day, it was Larry up front by himself. Now, not anymore. They're putting doctors alongside of him. They're putting other ADs alongside of him. Uh, you saw Mark Harlan of Utah alongside of him when they made the announcement that they were going to postpone the season. Uh, that chorus there tells me they don't have confidence in him, and I think they will make a change. So, John, you've obviously given some great advice to the Pac-12. Uh, what is the single most important thing that has to happen with this conference to elevate its status? got to get good at football. And you had, again, Larry Scott, Harvard-educated tennis player who was running the conference, and he had other uh, attorneys in charge of football, and there was no football IQ in the front office, and it frustrated the conference coaches. I talked to coaches over the last few years who said that they call and they try to talk about scheduling or they try to talk about the television or the kickoff times or the pressure, the, the things that are hurting the coaches when they're trying to be competitive, and they couldn't get anyone in the, the Pac-12 headquarters to understand. Now they've hired Merton Hanks, and I'm hopeful they let him do his job. He obviously comes with a great football resume. He'll be the first supervisor of football in the conference's history that really understands football. So I think that will help. They've got to fund the programs, and they've got to fund football. If you can get good at football, and good meaning can you get in the playoff with, with regular frequency, if you can do that, you can start mattering again. You can start fixing the brand. They also have to reconnect with the campuses. They've got to connect with the campuses. There's nobody in the headquarters that is reaching out and connecting with the individual 12 campuses. You have to do that if you're going to connect with your fans and your alumni. John, we can't thank you enough for a few minutes. Thanks for jumping on with us and keeping our listeners up to date. You guys are great. I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate all the fans out there that care so much about the conference. Thank you. Thank you, John. Be well. Thanks, guys. John Canzano from The Oregonian. You can read him online, OregonLive.com. Live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West here in Salt Lake. We do have some news. Actually, Gordon, it's not news. Um, we have reports coming out, including from Pete Thamel, who says that there is no news or decisions from the Pac-12 meeting today. <laughs> so the news is no news. The news is no news because it's not like there's some urgency or anything. Do you think it's bothering any of the Pac-12 presidents that people are saying that they're not leaders, they're followers? I would guess so. But that's, I mean, that's exactly what they've been. But that's not going to, that wouldn't be so powerful for them to decline to continue or to resurrect football with it. I doubt it. I, I don't think they have much of a choice at this point. Well, okay. It's, uh, it's, it seems like it's a matter of time. But how much time do they have? Well, see, that's the thing, Gordon, uh, because I don't I don't think that they can do I don't think they can be ready in time to start when the Big Ten starts. And um, I, I mean, we asked John about it. I don't I don't see how they could proceed in time to qualify for the college football playoff. So if you're not worried about that, 
Well, then all of a sudden you don't. Your deadline is the Rose Bowl, so the beginning of January. So that could give you a few more weeks to work with. I thought it was interesting that when we asked uh, Ron McBride this question about how long it would take players to to round into shape uh, and for to be coordinated by by coaches and whatnot, and the I didn't get the impression from him that he thought it would be that big a deal. So his reasoning, and far far be it from me to disagree with Coach Mack, uh, would never dream of it. But Coach Mack was talking about how they have been doing stuff. Um, even though they haven't been officially in camp uh, or something like that. But that's been much more, and he did, allude, he did allude to this, but that's been much more limited for half the league in California and Oregon, where apparently they have, you know, what did Max say, that uh, just a month ago there were nine uh, USC football players actually on campus? Nine? So nine or 13 or something like so, that. But, but where were they? And were they working out wherever they were? But I think, you know, if you look at what Navy did, for example, against BYU, Gordon, I think you need more than that to prepare for these games. And I, uh, you know, I go to the Bruce Feldman article in The Athletic yesterday where he anonymously interviewed a bunch of uh, Pac-12 coaches, assistant and head coaches. And they're, I mean, you should see some of the language in this piece, Gordon. I mean, they're, they're upset about it because they don't think that it's safe just to, to not have enough time to properly warm up for a season. You don't think five weeks, four or five weeks would be enough time? Why are you saying you like it's me? I'm, I'm relaying, well, I, 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 I'm relaying I, yeah. what these coaches are saying. Yeah, well, I'm asking you. I don't know. I, I'm not a. I'm not a football coach. I. I would be concerned. I mean, you're John referenced the soft tissue injury injuries in the first part of the NFL. I mean, I. I mean, wishful thinking. It's easy for me to say, ah, make it two weeks. You, you'll be fine. But I guess it just depends on what these guys have been doing in the meantime. If they've all just been sitting around, just doing nothing, then then I think you got a bit of a problem. But I, I, if I'm one of these players, I have to be keeping myself in shape. Don't well, I? here's here's the problem. You use the term "they all." There's the, there's no uniformity in this discussion true, at all. Some true. have been able uh. to do more than others. And and what was it uh, the that uh, Coach Mack used? What was the word? It wasn't supervision, but I think that's what he meant. I mean, being under the coach's supervision, you know, because yeah. we're not all like uh, Gordon Monson who diligently runs his 20 miles every day to the T. You know, uh, well, I, I walk I walk two miles, but yeah, it's, it's a little it's, bit different. It's easy to slack off. When, uh, you know, like for in Utah's case, you know, Doug LSI isn't an over your shoulder, right? Or, or Coach Witt or whomever. So I don't know. I don't think that there's a they all, though, in this discussion. I don't yeah, think that I suppose not. Yeah, I don't think that it's it's consistent across all fronts. But then the Navy thing was a little different because they weren't uh, – he was doing no contact drills and things like that. If these guys were back at it and they're being tested, then they could go full – they could they could go at it pretty quick, I think. If and if I'm a coach and if I see somebody who's out of shape, I probably would just keep him over here and have him do conditioning and whatnot while the other guys are actually on the field maybe working out some strategy. Well check out that athletic piece because there are some coaches in the Pac twelve that do not agree that think they, yeah. they need more time. All right, we are live at the warehouse, eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West. Everybody stick around. Usually we get to Gordon's list in the two o'clock hour, but we've been so busy today. We're gonna get to a special five o'clock hour uh, edition of Gordon's list coming up next. But Tom and Clayton jumping on the show once again from here at the warehouse. We're blowing minds with the best deals. I, I usually say the best deals in town best deals in the country that's right we stack it deep and sell it cheap 
That's you know, that always made a lot of sense to me. You know? It has a nice ring to we it. We stack though. it high for you to buy. <laughs> I like that too. Not we bad. St- when it, and when it gets low, it's because we sold it and it's gone. <laughs> hey, well, we've unloaded Gordon while Jake has been here today. What? Six trucks? I don't even. Wow. My back is killing. Yeah, me. how you doing over there, Clayton? You feel alright? I mean, all right? the pizza held me over, but. You're young. If you walk back there, we probably have 30 new pieces of upholstery, sofas, loves, recliners, uh, reclining sofa sets. Uh, So we're going to do – we we talked about earlier that we have so much stuff that we've got to make room because I have two containers coming next week we've got to unload. I'm going to do everything, whatever it's – Except for the boom specials that we talk about, anything in the store, we're going to give you 20% off today, tomorrow, Monday only. That's it. This oh, weekend yeah. through Monday, you guys are closed on Sunday, but today, tomorrow, and Monday. I got to take a day off. Yeah. You the need back it. needs a rest. You deserve it. Thank you. Go find a, like a, I don't know, like a massage. Yeah, go get yourself a massage. A massage yeah. and adjustable to, bed. Tell him to... Get out his credit card, buy an adjustable bed with massage unit in it, and he's got a massage. Oh, I know the owner. I don't need yeah, a credit card. I was going to say, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, today's the day, Tom. You get my credit card today. There you go. Let, wow. Let's, let's don't we do it do today because that would take time. Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. But you can tomorrow. go ahead and say your credit card number right yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. and I'm ready with the pen and paper. Five, four, three, eight, six, two. <laughs> Come on. What are, what are we going to do One, with two, this three, information? Four. Uh, I'm serious, Gordon. We'll just call you, and then we'll take care of it. Okay. You're, okay. you're doing it, though, Gordo. You're, hey, going, hey, you're taking the plunge? I'm doing it. I'm doing it, and I want to encourage all our listeners to do it, too. I wouldn't do it if it weren't a great deal. Everybody, uh, Tom, you heard what Max said earlier. Tom's a fantastic businessman. He knows how to treat people fairly and give them great deals. And that's been my experience. My daughter bought a couple things from you. That's the funny thing about it. Everybody on our station goes to Tom to buy furniture, and their family members do. It's because we know that it's on the up and up. Get on over there and get some. It's oh. it's it's not just on the up and up. You come in and you buy a mattress. You come in and you buy a mattress. But the people from the radio station come in and they bring their family in because we're trying to give you the best value, the best price, the best service. And under the circumstance, this world has been upside down. We've had challenges. So we're, we're trying every single day. We're having a meeting now every Wednesday. How can we change the culture to even better our service? And so we're trying to take every aspect of it because the only way we can survive and grow is when we take and make people satisfied. Yep. Take and care Gordon, of Gordon's daughter's perfect example. She Gordon loves would, it, man. She, Gordon, she, she bought a couple things, Tom. She loves that stuff. And she's an incredible girl. We're, oh, Gordon's wife forgot. <laughs> All right. Come on. Check it out. 1825 South 300. What, what did you get Gordon's daughter set up with? Uh, you could... I know she bought a big a TV sectional. and she bought a sectional. Uh, and she yeah. bought a, I think she bought a TV stand. Yeah, well, they, they love that sectional, man. She sh- shares it with some roommates and they are. She they... lives down in Utah County and Clayton's yeah. down there and she's got single roommates and Clayton's single. we got to get him connected to your Easy. daughters. Well, tell Easy. Clayton to get. I mean, he, see, here's the thing. Clayton is sitting at home, you know, watching TV, watching sports, you know. Well, he did run like 1,600 miles down and there. He does America. work a lot, but, too. I but he's just, you know, he's, he's, he's got to get up and get going and, you know, get busy with it. 
Gordon, he just renovated a whole store. I think he's been well, a little busy. The, Gordon's point is he wants to hang out with uh, Gordon's daughter and her friends. He needs to call him and say, hey, I'm coming over. We're hanging out. Yeah. Do you yeah, need see, me to help you with that, Clayton? Hey, Here's yeah. the thing with Clayton. Here's the thing about Clayton. When he was in college, all the girls came to him, you know, and all this. You know, he's, he's lived this life of leisure, you know, and now Come now it's on. time for him to do it. So you're saying I got to go make the first first, yeah. uh, first move. The first move. Yep. Hey, listen, I agree. Let's do it. But just let's talk to the boss and let him give me one day. I mean, I got Sundays off, but <laughs> let's get a day off during the week. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> yeah, look at this pressure. I like this. You guys are pressuring Clayton. He turns the tables on. Hey, you. That, do, do you remember right when back. Clayton went to Ecuador three weeks ago? Uh-huh. Easy. Remember when Clayton went to Bryce and Zion's five weeks ago? Uh-huh. He, has, he hadn't had a day off? Hey. All right. Well. I like what you said, Jake. If they're going to throw the tennis, co- they're going to throw the tennis ball at my side. I'm going to throw it right back. Good for you, buddy. All right, take advantage of these great deals. 1825 South, 300 West, uh, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. We'll have Gordon's list coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone, live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, We'll get to Gordon's list here in a moment, but uh, some breaking, uh, this is news news, Gordon. Uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. Oh, really? Yeah, it happened just a moment ago. Wow, that uh, that is sad. Yeah, she has had some health issues lately, but uh, she's a a tough cookie, man. How old was she? You know what? I'm not sure. I, I'm oh. just seeing this uh, this tweet I'm looking at was was literally just uh, three minutes ago. So hmm. uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. The U.S. Supreme Court justice. Um, let's let's get to Gord- 87, uh, according okay. to Austin. Let's get to oh. Gordon's list. Usually it's on Fridays early in the show. We've been so busy today. Uh, the five o'clock hour Gordon's list. I like it. Austin, hit it. <clears throat> and now another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know. We're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. I am very attractive. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're styling, you're styling. I have socks. Shut up. You don't want to be cramming that thing up your nose every single day. Wow, Gordon's List. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Tindale Nissan Southtown. All right, Gordon, let's get started on the list. Well, I'll start with uh, some more news of the day. I saw a number earlier. I don't know if it's uh, absolutely accurate, but it's like 1,100, more than 1,100 new positives in Utah today. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, that's not terrific. Worse than yesterday. First day that they had blown past that 1,000 case mark and so man this thing is still all around man everybody wear a mask everyone be careful out there i mentioned earlier it is national cheeseburger day question one more question about that for you guys if you're going to get a a burger of any kind cheeseburger whatever do you get the multiple patty thing or do you just get a big fat juicy one (laughs) oh wow what a phrase uh, I could go either way. That doesn't make a difference. I'm more about the flavor. I saw someone get 
four patties put on their cheeseburger the other day. Four. Did you eat it all? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. I'm not man enough, I guess, to, to do that. Nuggets Lakers tonight. We mentioned it earlier. Uh, Jake, uh, do you think the uh, Lakers are going to dominate in this series, or do you think it'll be, you know, uh, strung out over uh, a long series? Lakers in five. Really? Okay. So you think they're going to polish them off pretty quick? I do. I I think that. Uh, well, I just don't think that it's a really great matchup. Um, the the Lakers are going to be in transition. Denver's not really good at stopping transition. I think that uh, Nikola Jokic is going to have a really, really, really difficult defensive matchup. Um, the Lakers have the best player in the series. Rajon Rondo is is recaptured his old playoff magic. And uh, listen, I'm not a fan of the Lakers. I would love to see Denver pull off more magic i just don't see it coming but then again i thought the clippers were going to mop the floor with them so yeah. what do i know well howard uh, brought up a great point who's going to cover lebron of course that's the question that a lot of teams that face the lakers well i do what they with. did with donovan mitchell i put jeremy grant on him probably but i mean you know nobody's a match for lebron and yeah. uh, let alone jeremy jeremy grant so yep no doubt about it. We talked about the Celtics against the Heat. You've liked the Heat for a long time. Man, they're playing well right now. And the Celtics go down in that series two zip. Uh, they blow that 17-point lead. Uh, they, they they have a hard time busting that Heat zone, Jake. Uh, I, I don't I don't know exactly what's going on with Brad Stevens. He's taken, he's taken a lot of criticism for what's gone on early in this. But ultimately, ultimately, it's up to Jason Tatum, Kimbo Walker, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart, isn't it? Well, I, I I thought that coaching was their problem yesterday for the reason that you allude to. Listen, Spolster going to a zone in the second half, while Smart, obviously, is not exactly reinventing the wheel. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there, there's been zone defense. What, they play like a 3-2 zone? I mean, they, they've been, people have been playing that in basketball forever. You don't know how to adjust to that. I mean, and you mentioned, I think you brought this up with Howard, just to go with ISO basketball, that's your, your strategy all the time? That's not and the it, way you beat us, though. Well, it certainly didn't work for, for Boston. So, I mean, Boston's got enough talent, I think, and I, I guess, you know, there were some heated words in the locker room after the game. But, I mean, Jimmy Butler's making big plays on both sides of the ball, and Boston can't figure out his own. I mean, I, I put yeah. that on Brad Stevens, though. I agree with what Howard said. The Heat seem to be really playing together. And uh, basketball, uh, for all the hype about certain stars and how valuable that is to teams, ultimately it's still a team sport. And right now the Heat are doing a better job of that than the Celtics are. Yep, I Even though the Celtics may have uh, more talent. Eric Spolstra, did you see this story? He gets 120000 extra dollars for every playoff win. Yeah, it's amazing. Probably deserves more. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Can't argue that with the job he's doing. Uh, we talked about Giannis winning his second MVP award. Jake, I didn't get your opinion on that. He's not the best player in the league. Did he deserve the MVP? I mean, I think it's kind of cool that he, he got the MVP and also the Defensive Player of the Year award. Uh, I, yeah, I, I always, you always get bogged down in it, right? The definition of most valuable player, you know, who had the best season or who's the most valuable to, to your team, you know, different people can have different, uh, definitions, but, um, 
his team was the best in the league at the shutdown. Um, he's unbelievable on both sides of the ball. I mean, I can't argue with it too much. You know what's going to happen on this Halloween that is really rare? Uh, no trick-or-treating? Nope. A rare blue moon will appear in the sky. Only happens, I think I saw it somewhere, so it's like, it happens five times every 17 years or something like that. A blue moon on Halloween. Wow. The U.S. Open, I saw a video of Tony Finau uh, <laughs> talking about playing with Preston Summerhays, and Preston uh, had a rough go. To, I think he shot like a 77 or something like that, didn't he, today? And uh, But anyway, Tony Finau was talking about passing the game along to the next generation of players. And he said that uh, that he did that with Preston. He said he met him when he was nine years old, and then he started playing golf with him when Preston was 11. And, uh, and then he said now Preston is passing knowledge and help on to Tony's kids. I, I, I love that stuff. I just think that's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. No doubt about it. Speaking of the U.S. Open, did you see the JT posting? He hit a backward shot to chip up onto the green. Yeah, got onto the green. That's pretty amazing. That tree, the tree was where he usually is standing to strike a chip like that, and he just flipped that wedge upside down. <laughs> have you ever hit a shot like that? No, I have not. I wonder if we could. Uh, no, I doubt it. Well, he 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 had a very nice shot, and uh, there's I'll think, I think he missed the birdie putt though, wow. so that kind of took I, the uh, took the wind the out of the out. sails. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll get to a couple more items on Gordon's list. We'll talk to our friend Tom from the warehouse here as well. Still time to drop on by and see us. Eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West here in Salt Lake, eighty-six East University Parkway is their Orem location. More straight ahead. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Tony them. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. We'll have more about that coming up here in a moment. But let's uh, knock a couple of more items off that list, Gordo. Yeah, I just got two more to get to. The first one, I'm a sucker for these kinds of videos. Did you see the video of uh, Vegas Golden Knight, uh, John Merrill, surprising his three little girls by appearing at home out of the NHL bubble, and they didn't know he was going to be there. But he, his, his, someone opened the garage door, and he was there. And those three little girls ran over and gave him the biggest hugs you can imagine. And with both of you guys having little girls, you can just, I mean, it's so cool to see that kind of connection between kids and their dad. 
they uh, they they hugged him, and one of them asked, "Did you win?" And he his answer was classic. He said, "No, but I'm home." And she tur- she looked straight at him and just gave him another big hug and a kiss. <laughs> I love that stuff. It, it's it's a tearjerker for me. And I'm glad he's raising his kids that uh, fighting in hockey is okay, right, Gordon? Uh, well, there was no mention of fighting. Did but, he did uh, he fist fight his children when he saw them? <laughs> Just to guys, you know, release that that pin up uh, aggression. The only time it is legitimate to fight in <laughs> hockey is if someone is raising the stick on you or doing something dirty. Then you've got to have some response because the 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 the, the umpire, the sca- the refs, they can't see everything. Well, I agree with you. I think, in fact, I think it should happen on the football field. Anytime there's a high-low situation on the (laughs) line, I think they should be allowed to fist fight. And and in basketball, when you get a cheap shot, when when your legs are taken out from under you? Right. Hand grenade to the uh, opposite bench. Who was it on the Timberwolves a couple years ago? Ricky Rubio got, uh, there were a couple of of questionable, you know. Teague. Oh, yeah, it was was Jeff Teague. You're right. And then against the Suns, Rubio got a shot from, what's his face? Chris. Marquise Chris. Oh, yeah. So they in those circumstances, they should be allowed to fist fight. I agree. <sighs> you just had to have had to play the game, I guess. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Okay. Did we just ruin this really heartfelt, sweet video you were describing? <laughs> or? I, I See, I saw that on Twitter, Gordon, and I intentionally did not watch it because I don't feel like feel like crying. But if the if the video said GM fist fights children upon return, I'm watching it every <laughs> single time. I, I just, uh, you know, here he comes back, they've lost, and his daughters couldn't have cared less. All they cared <laughs> about was having their dad right there, you know. It's cool. And then finally there's this, and this has nothing to do with sports, but what's with this video that is all over the Internet now with this table reading from Fast Times at Ridgemont High featuring – Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston, Matthew McConaughey, Julia Roberts, Morgan Freeman, and Sean Penn watching the thing happen. And I think Shia, what's his name, Shia LaBeouf? How do you say his name? That's it. it, Why are they doing that? What's the big deal with that? It was for charity, I believe. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. They did one a few weeks ago with The Princess Bride, uh, where they they? they reenacted it in in different actors' homes as, as they were quarantined. They just held up their iPhone, and, and and then this was a table read, but socially distanced. Well, it was cool because I guess it's the first time that Brad and Jennifer have appeared in a joint uh, kind of uh, production of some sort. Why would anybody possibly care about this? <laughs> was that from Austin? No, that was Jake. I know it was Jake, but you're the one that played it. I just could tell that's what was going through Jake's mind. Oh, good. Yeah. Hey, what are you talking about? This is this. People care about about uh, Brennifer. You know, I mean, they, 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 they're still everybody. I prefer was to call in. them Jad. <laughs> everybody wanted to see what would happen, and so and so. Uh, Brad Pitt says, "Hey, Aniston," and Jennifer says, "Hi, honey." And they say that everybody who was on the, the, the on the reading stopped and could feel Rolled their eyes. Oh, sorry. No, no, could feel the connection. Well, why could aren't they feel still the married? Connection. Then? 
What? Oh. Why are they still married then? <laughs> they well, you know, Brad had to go through uh, you know the whole thing with what's her name, John Voight's daughter. What's her name? That's how you know her. Uh, uh, <laughs> she said eight times the career he had. Yeah, Bette Midler. Oh, dude, no way, John yes. Voight. Are you kidding me? He's been he's had a career since 1960. He's a clown. A clown? Yeah. He, oh, you are. This is this is recency bias on your part, my friend. Look at their John, uh, John Voight was in some great movies. Look at their uh, net worth and how much she made on her movie and how much he made on his. Well, movies. I know, but that's all related to inflation. Oh, okay. besides, John Voight has been in a lot of movies over mm. the past twenty years. Wow. All right, we're live from the that warehouse. Was his daughter? <laughs> we'll have more big shows. I don't know. Up. I think there. I think there might be something going on still between Jennifer and Brad. I think there's chemistry there. Watch out. All right, we're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, and Clayton and Tom are joining uh, uh, joining us once again. I'm just curious, Gordon, how can I watch that? It's on. You can see it online. Okay. Speaking just of on the on the interweb. Speaking yeah. of chemistry, I don't think there's a better father son duo. Hey, there you go. Think Tom and Clayton. How about that? My little brother Who's Christopher got, might get jealous if he hears that. So you we'll mean keep Tom Aiton? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Who's got more talent between the two of you? Clay Thomas. <laughs> you going to answer that one, Tom? Uh, what are we talking about? Are we talking about running? Because I think my fastest 5K is probably as faster, faster than Oh, these. please. The only place you're running to is the bathroom these days. <laughs> oh, oh, shots oh, fired. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. I look in the mirror every morning. I don't scare myself. <laughs> well, everybody says we're identical, so. Well. That was nice. And today a... is Hug a Boss Day, so I oh, appreciate okay. it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> he did give me a hug. That's right. Uh, but this is, this. you guys run a, a family operation. We mentioned Christopher. Christopher, uh, he, I know he's doing the school thing now, but he's worked for you during the hiatus. And, and I'm going to Christopher right now is at the Orem store, so yeah, go see thing. Christopher. Go yeah. see Clayton. He'll be there all day tomorrow. You guys he are would local? love to help you. You're a local family? I mean... And when I say family, I don't just mean uh, your immediate family. You know, we're talking Vidal yeah. and uh, well, Clayton is uh, your. Not brother, only that, Tom. but we got we got also on deliveries with me. Helps out my cousin Jay, ah, my see? other cousin Matt in the warehouse working, assembling, helping people out down in Orem as well. So we keep it in the family, and, and of course, I get to give shout. I I make fun of Christopher a little bit, but obviously, he's my best friend. So go down to Orem, say hi to my uncle, Uncle Clayton. We're short on time, so let's just surmise. Uh, yeah, let's we do it. we are a local Utah company. We want your business, and if you have been wanting an adjustable bed and not wanting to pay three to twelve thousand dollars, I have Kings Split King set, the best deal in the country, nineteen ninety nine, and I have the Coach Max special, made in America gel infused memory foam queen mattress with an adjustable head up adjustable base motorized adjustable base the entire package only 5.99 we will also give you a free either mattress protector or sheets your choice just for mentioning Jake Clayton or coach Mac how about that coach Mac got a kick out of that too didn't he it's don't good. don't forget besides adjustable beds we're also Utah's lowest prices on a mattress you just need a mattress come in we got twins starting at 99 dollars um, all the way up to California I Kings. was in the warehouse club which there's two of them next to me uh-huh 
Costco across the street, Sam's Club next week. Can you yeah. drop names? Come on. I, I'm just telling you, I was in a warehouse club this week. Oh, okay. The cheapest twin over there was one ninety nine. I've got a dual-sided twin for 99 bucks. Half price, a warehouse club, you're doing something right, man. All right, Tom, do you, Tom, do you, Tom, do you still have those really nice uh, bed uh, sets and all that stuff that oh, I, yeah. caught my eye? Yeah. You bet. we got bed sets and, of course, what we talked about when Coach Mack was here, Colombo was here, love seats from yeah, 299 yeah. and up. Wow. If you need a cuddle seat, cuddling is good. Yep. Not Netflix bad. And, Netflix and chill seat. Uh, Want to tease this man cave show tomorrow at four o'clock? Tune in, uh, tune in for that. And I'm making a cameo, so you hey, you're you're basically a co-host these days yes. on the old man cave show. You know, need somebody to help his ego. I need yeah, something right. to do. Something. His hundreds of thousands of followers on social media haven't been doing it. Lately. Yeah, so we got to step up to the plate, Tom. Yeah, that's all right. We'll help you. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Big show, ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to say a hearty thank you to our friends uh, Tom, Clayton, and the whole crew here at the warehouse. Their brand-new Salt Lake uh, location, 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget, of course, uh, about their Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway. And, Gordon, you're you're doing it. You're pulling the trigger this weekend. You're going to get I yourself am. set up with uh, the, the Rolls-Royce of adjustable beds. Well, I've been talking with Tom about it. We've been sort of joking back and forth for a long time, but it is time. And and it's it's a great time to go down there and get yourself a deal because that's what's there, man. We wouldn't be doing this if, if it weren't. I know Austin's going down there this weekend to get something. And, Jake, you, you say you're looking for something. So, yeah, our, our listeners should take advantage of it. Absolutely, Gordon. Now when you're watching Matlock every night, you can prop that head up, man, to dual adjustable beds. Oh, I loved Matlock. <laughs> Matlock was amazing. Yep. And how did he Matlock. keep that physique eating hot dogs every day, huh? Can he still find uh, Matlock reruns out there? I'm sure he can. I, you know, I'm not as strange as this topic is. I just watched one on YouTube in its entirety not a couple weeks ago. Wait a minute. Better show, Matlock, or the one with Raymond Burr? What was that one? Perry Mason. Oh, Matlock. Ironside? Which was it one? Perry Mason, or was it called, or was he in something else? Am uh, I getting those mixed up? There was a Perry Mason was the original like mystery TV show that Matlock just ripped off. But right, it better, better. But yeah, what was, think, what was Ironside? Was that the that was the same guy just in a different series? That was still Raymond Burr. Never heard of it. I've never heard of Ironside either. I was going to settle in for a little My Mother the Car, or maybe uh, I don't know uh, Route sixty six. What about uh, a little uh, Dobie Gillis? You can get into Dobie that back Gillis. back in your day. You have made her G yes. Krebs fan. Maybe a little Gidget. Maybe a little Flying Nun. Um, was it, uh, what's his name? Uh, speaking of call all these old TV shows. Uh, Petticoat Junction? <laughs> you, yeah. We know that you love Petticoat Junction. Was it, uh, who Marcus was? Marcus Welby, MD. Wasn't uh, Maynard G Krebs was the same guy that played the Gilligan, right? Yeah, it was. Bob I think, Denver? I think it was. Yeah, Bob Denver, I think it was. yeah. Uh-huh. Bob Denver. 
And, uh, and actually, I don't know why I know this, but uh, Dobie, Dobie Gillis is where, God, what's his name, who played uh, Bugsy Siegel? Why am I going blank? Mary Duanette uh, Manning. Warren Beatty? Warren Beatty got his start on Dobie Gillis. Wow, so many Beatty, names really? I've never heard before. You've never heard of You've Warren heard Beatty? Of Warren no, Beatty? I know him, but the, the character in the show you're talking about I've never heard of. Oh, okay. Yeah, what, Was it had, Dobie Gillis? Dobie Gillis, yeah. It's a what TV is that show, show? Back in the 50s. Kind of like a they had TV in the fifties. Kind of like a, yeah. a Parker Lewis can't lose, like a like a teenager coming of age kind of comedy drama thing. Huh? Maybe uh, maybe I could check out a little Untouchables. Uh, remember that show? The the movie with Kevin Costner? No, no. It was a, it was a TV show first with uh, the guy who was in airplane or whatever uh robert stack i think his name was oh okay good news is your 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 new bed can just look all these up for you i think yeah right and maybe a little i love lucy all right gordo hey well you uh, enjoy getting your new adjustable bed buddy and uh hey i'll i'll i'm taking a few days off next week uh i will catch you next thursday all right have a good time and stay safe hold down the fort buddy uh back at you we'll talk to you on monday on the big show 97.5 and 1280 the zone